Josh. What's up? Oh, I don't know. Um, we're supposed to record. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what we do. We record this thing called the podcast. <clears throat> talk about games and uh-huh. people listen to us talk, usually. Yeah. I, I guess. Something like that. Something like that. So what have you been up to? What games have you been playing? We never asked that question other than me talking about Final Fantasy recently. So what, where, what are you playing right now? Just like curious. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, my schedule has been kind of not allowing for lots of gameplay, though. How dare you? Let's see. La- I know. Last Friday, I did play some Diablo 3 with my friend Peter. Nice. How was that? Awesome. Always a good time. Diablo 3. I'm a fan. So really, I thought you um, weren't. I thought you said it was like an okay game. No, it's a good, good game. I, uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. It's not as good as like one and two, right? But it's very good. And you know, two is hard to play these days with the graphics. Though I hear there's some mods that add some HD capabilities to it. I've never tried those, but I heard they're very good. And there's still people playing Diablo 2 quite a bit, apparently, with those mods. Some diehards, some uh, some aficionados, if you will. Uh, and I keep hearing about several, although I feel like this is every year they talk about this, but remasters for Diablo 1 and 2 coming. So that would yeah. be awesome. I'd be really, really into that idea. Um, but yeah, three, 3 is a modern take on a classic that I love, and it's good. I don't know what happened at the beginning of three. <laughs> I wasn't around. Like again, I buy so many games and I buy them on sale or you know slightly discounted that I waited for three. And I know that so three... the seasons and everything is have been, you know, go, go, came and went essentially. Is that how it works? Do they have seasons of? Well, no, they still have seasons. Hmm. Yeah. So like when it first came out, there was like you have to pay money or you can sell items for money. They did the whole auction house thing on Diablo 3. Yeah. And that went over like a lead brick. So <clears throat> it, uh, nice. this it wow. had a lot of controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, what are you guys thinking? What was that about? I just paid, you know, and I didn't. I'm speaking as if I was somebody who did. I just paid 60 bucks for this game and now I got to go buy my gear. I don't know if that's really what it was because obviously I didn't play it. But still, when I bought it, all that had been done and over with so i enjoy it it's a good time cool i mean i've been looking at diablo 3 for a very long time i've i've played just the i think there's free up to 20 level 20 if i'm not mistaken or there's gotta be something i can't remember if it's 20 that might be wow but there's some part of the game where you can play up to a certain point and like I, i i think i'd like it i think i'd like it more if i played with friends though um I don't know why, but maybe I just needed that motivator. And I don't know how many expansions there are for this thing anymore. Um, just one. I, okay. Is that the Reaper of the Souls? Yeah. And, and yeah, now if you buy the $20 version, I was yeah. just looking at it er- earlier. Um, it comes with it. There's no separate well, way to $20 buy it. $20 off of Battle, uh, like uh, Blizzard's site? So let's see. Diablo 3. I'm on their site. Dun, dun, dun. Let's buy it now. No, not on Nintendo. Hmm. What are you doing? Yeah, that I I still Ugh. don't think that's right. <laughs> There's something seriously wrong with that. <laughs> no, I think people enjoy it. 
I think maybe that's how you got mixed up. I love Diablo 3. It's just I'm not going to rebuy it for the Switch. Okay. Because I've bought it. I bought it on. I bought it on the PC, and then I paid for the expansion, and then I bought the whole thing again on PlayStation 3. So I'm not going to buy it a third time. Um, um, let's see. Okay, so okay, we're we're both wrong. Um, there's the Diablo three, which is twenty dollars. There's the expansion Reaper of the Souls, which is twenty dollars. But if you buy them together in the battle chest, it's thirty dollars. But if you go even further, you can get the Diablo three Eternal Collection, which includes the Rise of the Necromancer. Ah, nice. Yeah, but, I don't have the Necromancer. Yeah. I just have the expansion and the original game. So, yeah, right. Yeah, the battle chest is 30 bucks, which is still a great deal, yeah. I think. Uh, I think that's actually pretty good. I might look at that eventually. I'm really looking for it to be a little bit cheaper, but I want to play this game more um, and get into it because I've always wanted to try Diablo, and I really like WoW, and this isn't subscription-based, so I'm all about that. <laughs> um, and it's I think it's a relatively... Easy game to pick up. Am I oh right? yeah, or, mm-hmm. it's great. So I might, I might do that. It sounds fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. We talk you, about it. You just relax and play. And now with all the seasons that they keep doing, I don't know if you're familiar with those, but basically Mm-mm. every season you can restart your character and still build up like the points. I see, and it's it's been a while, but sounds interesting. Basically, is it not like a static uh, character build? Like you don't just constantly level up. Well, you can, but you you can you can play that way, but you can also play the seasons, which then you earn rewards for playing through each season. And gotcha. so each season, your character resets, and then you get to level, get the joy of leveling up from zero again, which is great because huh. you get all new gear or you know whatever. And so you you can choose which if your character is a seasoned based character, or if your character is just a regular campaign character, and if it's the campaign character you keep everything you get and all of your characters share the same bank which means like all your gold and all your items are shared between all your characters nice um or if you play the seasons character all that is separate and you start new which is a lot of fun because you get to get the joy of having the set of characters that you love and you have forever and then you can have a set of characters that keep restarting and you know it's just a lot of fun so i'm trying to decide if i should install it on the mac or if i should install it on my um my windows partition no nope just put it on the mac i play it on the um uh the macbook pro from time to time and it's great yeah so you're good you have an imac so you're good to go i'll probably do that i had it on before i ended up what did i install i installed starcraft 2 after we talked about it last time so i have that ready to go and i'll nice. probably download diablo after this after the recording after the show Ooh, sorry uh how about myself what am i been playing is that all you've been playing by the way i don't want to cut you off oh how dare you um how rude. you know i played a couple of minutes of final fantasy 7 after we talked about it on my mm-hmm. ipad yeah because i've been kind of um tangentially playing through again just because, you know, I love the story, I love the game. So, like, yeah, of course. when I get a couple minutes and I have my iPad in front of me, maybe I'll fire it up, play a couple minutes. Um, oh, I played Plague Inc. for the first time. Actually, this hmm. was two weeks ago. I don't know if you played that one at all. What is, what is that? 
Plague so, Inc. Yeah, it's like this game where you it it pits you as a disease, and your goal is to infect the entire world. And it's supposed to oh, not yeah, only yeah, like yeah. yeah, it's supposed to not only like be a cool like strategy game, but it's also supposed to teach you how diseases are, you know, transferred from person to person and how they can incubate and you know how you can change the way that they incubate it's it's kind of neat so um and the goal is to infect the entire world before they find a cure and there's lots of really neat little strategy toggles and things you do as you play through the game and you watch the red spread across the globe was um, this free at one point? I could have sworn there was a free version of this game that you would play in a browser. Because I remember playing that. Probably, yeah. When I was uh, in high school or something. Probably, yeah. I bet that is exactly correct. So um, they brought it to iOS and they charge for it. And I think it's like five bucks. But if yeah, you catch so. it at the right time, it's a dollar or something. It might even be a dollar now forever. Um, so it's well worth it. And it's a lot of fun. Um and then I think they, the guy, whoever made it, ended up making a version or a new game where it's terrorism spreading across the world, and you, you oh. now need to stop it. Um, so it's a little on the nose, but it, it sounds pretty interesting. Hmm. Cool. So I guess. played that one. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head other than, you know, the occasional Breath of the Wild with my daughter oh. or... Um, I think we played a little Mario Kart the other night, so nothing crazy. Sweet. Yeah, I uh, I just um I let my one of my friends <clears throat> borrow uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, because I haven't have haven't been focusing on other games, and I still have to complete the some of the DLC. But uh, he came over and we were playing Smash Brothers, and he's like, "Man, I just been dying to play some um, Breath of the Wild. Make, why don't you just?" borrow mine just uh, take it i think he was so excited uh and i hope he uh, he's been somebody that's just recently bought the switch within the last couple of months and has been loving it and that's the one game he's been because he doesn't want to pay 60 dollars, rightfully so he's been waiting for uh, it to go down or to borrow it and i think i'm expecting him to have the same reaction i did where it was a uh, it was hard to start like you had this build up of wanting to play the game because it looks awesome and all this hype then there was this like oh my god there's so much to do i'm overwhelmed and then the, an immediate flip to wow this game is amazing and then just constant playing and just realizing uh how awesome the uh the storyline is and all the things you can do that don't necessarily affect the story but kind of build into it or kind of supplement it in, in a way or don't even at all. Yeah. So, um, what, okay. So what have I been playing? <clears throat> well, I've been playing final fantasy seven. So I'm, I'm here for the update. Uh, on where I am. Nice. So right now I have, uh, Aries has been kidnapped. Okay. Uh, so we are trying to find her by Tsang. Um, <laughs> Yes, which was a silly battle, by the way. I like it was like really one-sided, and also I did not know this. The Switch has a built-in cheats. Yeah, I saw that because um, uh, so does the iPad version, where like I you can turn yeah. off battles in areas. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah, That's but you can also effect. Also, if you 
that same button also gives you full limit and full health. I'm like, whoa. What? Because I because I, I, I accidentally like pr- like I bumped my my hand hits. I don't know. I did something. I'm like, where did all this come from? I'm like, does this a glitch? And then I I said, okay, well I know this one's the like three times speed, which is really helpful by the way. Um, and I figured, okay, I'll accidentally hit this button again. It was the right analog stick if you press in, and it gives you a full limit. I'm like, well, this is cheating. This is no fun. I guess if like you just want to go through the story real fast. You know, mm-hmm. for some people, I hear that those people out there that just turn their games to super, super easy and then play through the no. story, you know, and no, have no, you no. seen a lot of those games that have that mode built in called story mode or whatever, where like it's like Minecraft. I don't know. No, 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 that's no. creative. No, yeah, no, no. Like yeah. story mode where like you turn it on and it's like below easy level where it's just like you don't even have to try and you can beat all the challenges and then you're just going through the story as fast as possible. Maybe that's kind of their thinking without having to build in a whole new mode to the game. Just like, here you go. You get this cool cheat and you're, you're going through it like real fast. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like that cheapens it but that's just me and knowing what that game is and how it should be should i I use the word should that's ridiculous but still i feel that way like it's supposed to be this long journey and part of part of the fun of the game is building those characters and seeing those characters grow and having that long journey with them and fighting through all those challenges i don't know so who knows to each their own it, it definitely for me. It, I realized okay, I'm not gonna ruin the game. <clears throat> the only thing I use is the three times or the three x speed, which is really nice because it gets you through some of the uh, annoying areas that you have to go round and round and round. So uh, I enjoy it. Uh, I don't want to go through all the things that I have played through in the game. It, I just want to tell people like where I'm at. So if anybody yeah. has played the game, they know. Um, but uh, I think. <clears throat> the ancient thing where uh, we find that she was an ancient Ares is an ancient uh, or the last descendant of an ancient yeah um is interesting uh they didn't really explain them no other they, than they're they like, won't you have to play through the game to get so i'm through. assuming they're like the founders or like the 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 bloodline of this planet but i don't know i don't want to ruin it so uh i'm really enjoying it i'm still surprised at how much i like it i like the the time-based attack uh setup where you know waiting for the bar to fill up so you can attack i think that's great strategically yeah Yeah, it's fun um and as much as i hate to say it uh josh the music is kind of cool i guess (laughs) um i just i couldn't get into some of the uh corny um fanfare that kind of plays every once in a while i really like the fanfare when you win a battle um that's like the iconic i think final fantasy fanfare from this game yeah do they do it in other games no, or is it just it's this iconic one? final fantasy fanfare from um i think even the first game oh wow so that's why it's in there because it's supposed to be a callback gotcha yeah. so it's really cool uh i'm enjoying it what else have i been playing i just recently played <clears throat> a couple ga- uh, games of halo of course the master or master chief collection playing playing halo 2 anniversary with a friend legendary mode which is the only way to play halo 2 uh and getting our butts whooped <laughs> and i stayed up way too late because it had been i don't know it's been over a year and a half since i played halo and i started up playing a game of swat in halo 5 and got rolled <laughs> so hard 
And I went, wow, I need to move closer to my screen. Because I was sitting back on the couch just relaxing. It's not like the best way to play that game. Really? Uh, yeah, I feel like you have to be up close if you're playing multiplayer. Because <clears throat> I, I, I have a hard time concentrating on what's on the screen. Um, meaning like my eyes have a hard time focusing on parts. So if I move closer, I can see it easier. It's like less overload in my face. Well, that sounded terrible. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, it'll never make it into the show. It'll yes, totally it will. be in the show. All right, go on. It'll to- but yeah, so it's just, too, it was too much at, uh, on the screen. Uh, so if I move closer, I can focus on areas and they like, uh, sh- it shrinks my field of view and from my perspective. So that's why like I'll move a chair closer to the screen. Um, unless the screen's a relatively small size, like if it's a 28 inch, 29, like 30 inch TV, it's less difficult for me to play. But, uh, when we get to like the 50, 55, I have to put a chair next to it. Cause I, I can't play. Uh, no, no, I, games. I, you know, you're, it sounds like you're doing a lot of justification. I, I've never been able to really play competitive games on the console yeah. without either getting closer to the screen. Like, yeah. I feel like I watch Twitch and you see people sitting on the couch playing competitive games. I'm like, how are they seeing I can't see things anything. in I'm the squinting. distance? That's I feel yeah. like an old man, but like you, I feel like I have to pull a chair up just to see the stuff yes. at the long distances. And um, I think that's really put me off. That's what really put me off from Battlefield 1. I had bought that on PlayStation 4, and that's like 100% multiplayer, basically. I mean, there's a campaign, but it's not it's not as good as the multiplayer. And I just kept getting rolled because I'm like, I can't get close enough and see enough fast enough to really do what I need to do here. I feel like the PC version would be better because, like you said, you pull up a chair, you're closer yeah. to the screen, you can kind of adjust your your field of view. You can do that on the PlayStation, but it's not, I don't know, it's just sitting on the couch relaxing is a different, I don't know, like body stance to yes. competitive gameplay. And it, it just, I can't get competitive when I'm sitting on the couch. <laughs> I remember I remember <clears throat> like playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Not the remaster, remaster version that's coming out. Well, remastered, soft remastered version. Um, but I remember sitting really close to the screen, and I had a really old, I shouldn't say old, it was a VHS-DVD combo TV that's like, I oh, God, I have no idea how big that 14-inch TV. Like, it was tiny. The screen was absolutely small. Yeah. But I would sit so dang close because I couldn't see anything, and because of the size but also like i needed to be in the zone and close to see things so i can feel like i was competitive if i wasn't i i just can't do that yeah i I don't get how people can sit back and play halo even when we would do uh, split screen or we do land parties i'd still sit super close to the screen yeah because i i just could not do it so but the campaign is less like that less like that but I think because I was more relaxed and it was one o'clock in the morning when we finally finished, uh, it was we were really slap happy and direct, directionally challenged when we were shooting. So um, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I forgot how much fun you can have playing Legendary in that game. Even if you're getting yourself destroyed, uh, it's still a lot of fun because the weirdest things happen. Like the AI or the the computers are stupid, but also smarter than you half the time. So. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we died because one of one of each other one of us have shot each other in, like 
team killed or I threw a grenade and he ran right in front of it and got stuck and blew up. So, uh, and in legendary, once you die, you go back to last checkpoint. If one person dies, it resets the whole, uh, the game to the last checkpoint. So okay. there was a lot of dying involved. <laughs> Lots of dying. Uh, but other than that, that's all I've been playing is really Final Fantasy uh, as I'm winding down because I don't think it's really a stressful game in my eyes, but that can maybe change later. Um, and some Halo. I, I plan on playing some Diablo with you hopefully soon. So yes. we'll, have to, we'll have to scan that out. Um, I It's funny because I was thinking through after we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII. <sighs> You know, we talked last week, and I mentioned I think my fast f- version of the gameplay through that game was like 36 hours or something, and then my Jeez. long version was 80 hours. That's a lot um, of time. And I was thinking through it, and the way that games are designed today, and they're just not, you know, in good ways and bad, they're just not the same in terms of design. It, it, a lot of them, most, most of them. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy VII, though, I mean. You just got through the part where she gets kidnapped. How many hours in are you? Do you know? Have you looked at your gameplay? It um, shows it at the bottom in the like um, pause screen. I'll have to go look next time. I'm interested to hear because like, I think it's like a two or three hour introduction. Really, Midgar is an introduction. And Which I find it crazy because I feel like... Yeah, it's enough to going. be like a whole game, really, by today's yeah. standards, which is so funny. And I mean, it's... It's even got like a little bit of a beginning, middle, and end <laughs> to it. And nice. that's, I remember playing through the first time and getting out of Midgar and being like, wow, that's not the end of the game? Or that's not like, I feel like that could have been a whole story and they could yeah. have expanded it, expanded it even. But that's, you get out of Midgar and then you're in open world territory. So it's, it's, which like, I'm excited That's for. just the beginning of the game. <laughs> So. Yeah, because I feel like it's definitely leading you towards that, and this is just a spot and where you're learning the controls and how things work, yeah, and the dynamics of the some of the people that you're playing with. Yep. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I love the fact that I don't know if a lot of games really do this anymore. We can like change out your teams. Oh yeah, it's so. Uh, good. And I love do playing that with like Legends of Dragoon and um, what else? I'm trying to think of another game. Like any of the RPG games or the JRPGs yeah. that I've played, it was a lot of fun. So I will keep posting every, or keep everybody up to date where I'm at just because it's it's nice to hear some feedback for those who have uh, played the game uh, and have different opinions than Josh d- on the game itself. Nobody has a different uh, opinion than me on the game itself. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Everybody has said that that is the best game. Best, some of, uh, some people out there say that they don't like it and i i get it it's different and those are usually the diehard final fantasy 6 people who either like final fantasy 6 or the final fantasies before that but i feel like yeah. they really hit their stride in terms of sales on 7 and then just kept going from there it's like a whole i feel like 7 was the split between old school and new school final fantasy players Nice. Because it went seven, eight, nine. I mean, they just started cranking them out, and people were buying them left and right like crazy. So I actually looked it up earlier to tell my kids um, because my son was asking, like, he was playing, I think, the Super Nintendo emulator we have. Yeah. Um, And he was saying, I saw some Final Fantasy games on there. And I said, yeah. 
Square and Nintendo used to be best buds. <laughs> and was kind of explaining it. And I said, you know, they made kind of a big mistake, I would say, or, you know, however that actually went between the two of them, where Final Fantasy VII sold 11 million copies, you know, and that's just a whole, at that time, it was a whole different caliber of game um, yeah. that many sold. So it's crazy. It's kind of funny how your oldest is talking about it. I was like, hey, Dad, I, I was uh, playing uh, the old emulator and I, I saw a game that you probably played when you were just a little bit older than I was. Yeah. That's just kind of cool having that little uh, come full circle of moment. It is. Um, it's uh, it's interesting and it's interesting to play like Zelda games that I played with my dad and my mom and then play them yeah. with my daughter or my son. So, yeah. yeah. Your daughter really likes Zelda. I think she's the one that uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, is more invested in that. For sure. My son really likes Mario games. Hey. And my daughter is more of a Zelda-type person, so. That's perfectly fine, I think. Uh, to each of their own, in a sense, for having their separate uh, go-tos is good. Even at that young age, and we're talking about games for kids, uh, kids playing video games younger, but uh, I just kind of look forward to it. Even if it doesn't happen for me, that's fine. But I, I I sort of want to have that experience because I I kind of envy how you got you have what you have set up. Uh, I I just find it really cool that your kids will talk about it and they're getting so invested in the story. But they could also de like just disconnect from it and then move away and do other things. Like they go be creative somewhere else uh, and, and not re- you know specifically be a re- revolving around video games. So yeah yeah it's been. Uh refreshing in that way i feel like when we were growing up it was so new that if you were into it which again when i was growing up it was like kind of new and people weren't like there was a divide between mainstream and then people who played video games (laughs) which is not true anymore i feel like many video games have become mainstream oh Um, for sure yeah but i mean twitch if you were into it you were really into it and you you eat breathed and slept video games basically and or at least many people that i knew including myself were very much into that idea my children are not like that they they'll play an hour here or an hour there or on rare days they'll play two hours uh but they don't because it's always there and they're like yeah whatever i played a little bit it was fun i'm gonna go do something else Um, that's good yeah so i think that's that'll be the case for my kids uh, because uh, we'll make a conscious effort to do that. Just to, like, hey, you, you can play this, but there are a lot of other things you can have fun with that don't revolve around about, uh, you know, video games or uh, things of that nature. So yeah. uh, that's cool. Yep. Uh, anyways, enough parenting advice or <laughs> talking about parents, uh, being a parent. Uh, I actually have a few things I want to talk about oh boy. to you. Of course, mm-hmm. you know me being prepared and just talking about lists. <clears throat> Man, I'm dying today. Um, one of the coolest things that I just saw, not just saw, but we saw within the last two weeks or so, uh, and apparently you've seen the trailer and have seen this game come across the, uh, the, the news, uh, a ways back was the death stranding. Oh uh, yeah. Trailer. Mm -hmm. The most recent one that just came out. And I guess I, this game flew under my radar, maybe because it's a PlayStation game. Uh, and I haven't owned a PlayStation since PS2, but uh, this 
trailer is gorgeous, and I really thought it was a movie at first. Yeah. Be- because it had real-life actors essentially cameoed into the game. Like, they are the their exact uh, model of them in the game. Yes. And that's what threw me off. Uh, but this game, uh, uh, if you haven't seen it, guys and gals, go uh, go Google it. Uh, it looks gorgeous. It's extremely confusing. Uh, it, you're holding a baby, and you can baby in a jar almost like an enclosed <laughs> capsule capsule and you can travel it between it sounds so dimensions. weird you say it well that's what it is it like, is totally is it's so weird it's such a weird game it's like i don't know and but there's no the trailer is nine minutes long first of all yes that's very long yes to even after nine minutes still don't know what it's about yeah you're, that's you're, the beauty of this game i've been following it for a time accidentally mostly but like i've yeah. been following it for a while and I still don't even know what it's about. It's so strange. Yeah. I know that it, one, uh, comes out in August. So we will get answers in August. And I imagine in E3 we'll get some more answers. Uh, but uh, just the, some of the gameplay that they showed in this uh, trailer really pointed out some of the cool things that I don't think are taken advantage of anymore. Like the, the removal of the static HUD on a on a game where you where like in dead space you would have the like the menu that comes like around your character i don't they call it like a scrolling hud i think Hmm. where it it's not present all the time your screen's essentially just your character and the times that you need to use um different equipment or cycle through some settings it like appears next to their their third part third party or third person view like it appears next to their character and you can select through uh some of those options i think that's really cool and um we don't see that often i i can only think of one game like i said and that's dead space that has that um and you might have played more but yes if you i played one and two dead space and i own um, three of them (laughs) well i meant like have you played games that have that scrolling hud or whatever Uh, do you you mean I guess I don't so like in-game HUD almost like uh, Division and Dead Space where yes. it's like part of your character oh or my like God, on the I back totally of your character. Yes, D- the Division is a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, I have played and I like that a lot because mm-hmm. um in a lot of games I end up turning on the dynamic if you would call it that uh HUD where it like fades out. If it's not already on, I usually turn that on. Like, a great yeah. example of that is, um, oh gosh, Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> yes. Okay, brain, come on. You can do it. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, I turned on the, uh, the dynamic because, you know, I don't always need to see it. And then you can really take in all the sights and how beautiful that game is and just let it, you know, go. Um, one that I ended up leaving it on, it's strange that I think about this way too often but when i left it on is um breath of the wild i wanted yeah. to do the dynamic on that where like it disappears after a time but the radar only is there if you and like this how much sound you're making is only there if you have the hud on so i usually left yeah. it on um well this game sorry i'm i'm, I'm really struggling today trying to talk <laughs> uh, the like, same boat apparently <laughs> uh <sighs> 
the I'm looking at I just got distracted by uh, the collector's edition of this game, uh, and they actually have a uh, a baby in the thing. Oh, <laughs> like that's it's, weird. It's super weird. So I don't know what to turn. think about this game. In all honesty, I don't. Uh, it, it uses it, first of all again the tra- like we said the trailer didn't tell us much about the, it. Told us a lot about the game, but not much about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, showed us some beautiful scenery, um, beautiful uh, animations, ca- some characters, a lot of characters actually. That again, no character building. Uh, some things about fragile and bridges and confusing names. <laughs> Uh, and images of what looks to be a crumbling society and a crumbling um, United States, uh, it, specifically a president that looks like it's on its death, their deathbed. But I'm actually really looking forward to playing this game, even though I don't have a PlayStation. So I think this might be something I go halvesies on with you if you are willing to, and playing it. Uh, sure, yeah. Or, I mean, I'm the reason I have heard anything about it before you had, and I mm. think... There's no reason to feel bad because nobody's talked about it except if you follow Hideo mm-hmm. Kojima, which is the guy who created all the Metal Gear games and continues to do so because they won't yeah. let him go. Um, yeah. He split off and made his own studio and then made this game. This is their first game, really. And so yeah. it's such a weird game or look to it, but I will probably – I was thinking I would probably buy it just Knowing his games, and even though they sometimes get weird, see Metal Gear 3 and on, um, mm-hmm. it's they're usually really good stories, and a lot of craft and time and detail goes yeah, into I these mean, games. It looks I mean, freaking awesome. You can see, like you keep saying from the trailer, like it's the amount of attention that went into that game, even just from the nine minute trailer, you're like, holy yeah. cow. I have no idea what I just saw, but it looks cool. <laughs> How many labor laws were broken during this process? Yeah, who knows? But they've been working on it a wa- long time, so I, I don't yeah. know. It's very interesting. I uh, I think one thing, too, I was looking at is I, I uh, what draws me to this game, sorry, is the, the actual character building, the characters that are uh cameo to the people who are in the, the actors who are essentially placed in the game themselves and playing their own character uh it seems like they've been super invested in this game too and it's really weird seeing uh characters uh, from uh, some tv shows or actors from tv shows movies uh uh star wars movies specifically i mean i'm excited because they all play almost the same character <laughs> and i'm curious to see how they play that in a game like this um i'm hoping that it this due date or not due date the release date doesn't change um something tells me it's not going to um especially late august i think maybe they had a date for or they're still i think they just said august in the trailer yeah i can't recall um but i will uh be ho- uh, looking forward to possibly by uh, purchasing this with you yeah and who knows Should maybe it might be uh i don't think it's something that'll be uh, different platforms it looks like a more specifically a uh exclusive to ps4 so yeah it looks like fun so cool beans so josh did you see anything about the apple tv recently <laughs> <laughs> well yes i, I mean <laughs> 
<laughs> they just had WWDC, and yes, they announced a lot of different things, and all of them are exciting, and all of them are good. The one thing that I think is applicable to this show is what you're yes. alluding to, which is mm-hmm. that part of their Apple Arcade situation that they're putting out there is the idea that the Apple TV will connect to, or vice versa, I should say, your PlayStation 4 and Xbox One controllers will connect to your Apple TV, and you could cool. use them to play games on your Apple TV. So I, I just to you know, jump in and give my opinion, because I don't care what you say. Um, <laughs> I don't have an Apple TV, so I have no opinion. <laughs> I'm just being a jerk, although it's, uh, it's more fun that way. Um, so... It's funny because they have kind of halfway posited the Apple TV as like, here, you can come play your games. Um, But it always seemed like like game developers were making games for the iPhone and then porting them to the iPad or or vice versa. And then, well, if we have some extra time, we'll make the Apple TV version. Um, And then some more prominent studios that have time and money to throw at things like that also would add in an Apple TV version. There's actually a few games that I have actually played on my Apple TV and enjoyed. The problem is that there is a, or before this, there was a controller you could buy, and all of them were $50 and up to play games on your iPad, your iPhone, or your Apple TV. And it was kind of a big ask. And it's strange because you go buy like a $300, $400, $500 console and it comes with a controller and then you have to buy $60 games. So yeah. I get what I'm saying, but at the same time, your Apple TV isn't for games and they weren't really kind of saying it should be. It just seemed like this like add-on product and none of them seemed to get great reviews and it was just this weird controller situation they had going. And it kind of made it feel like, okay, cool, you can play games on your Apple TV, but, I mean, really, why would you? (laughs) Well, now, if you already have a controller, now you have a good reason. And I think that developers will start taking it more seriously now, especially since Apple's doing Apple Arcade, which is there, will pay you extra money to develop games, high-quality games for the Apple TV, the iPad, iOS in general. Um, and I think that these things combined will start to chip away at some of the more casual gamers that are in this market that maybe already have a console and they just take the controller they already have and they play maybe the games that they've already bought for their iPad or the games that are specifically built maybe down in the future, for Apple TV specifically. So I don't know. It It's a cool step in the right direction, and it actually might kind of put it in this category of being like a low-end or cheaper-end game console. Yeah, and I guess for me, for somebody who is used to the normal console setup, the idea of having your PlayStation or your Xbox controller hook up to an Apple TV is interesting to me. Especially now, and additionally, that you can do that to your iPad and your... I don't... Does your... Do the iPhones actually have the ability to... Yeah, you can use the... You're talking about the old controllers? Or the new ones? Yeah. The new controllers. They didn't say. And that's the part they left out. Like, it's... Okay. They allow you to connect them to your Apple TV. 
going yeah. forward, but they didn't say anything about the iPad or the iPhone. So, hmm. so like, what games would you be using the controller? What, does that does the controller actually work for, say, like? I know a game that would actually have a controller would be uh, of the Old Republic. Would you actually use that f- to play it on the iPad or, in this case, an Apple TV? Uh, yeah, I would. And I would have said that a few weeks ago, even before this announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the examples I had in my head. Excuse me. I'm trying to think of the examples I had in my head. Um one was Oceanhorn, the first one, which the second one is coming and is supposed to specifically use the new controller support, which is exciting. Nice. So the original one was fantastic. I would say that the the touch controls were done very well, but it's still touch controls to me never will hold up to a controller or a keyboard and mouse, obviously. So the idea that I could play that game, enjoy it even better with a controller is super exciting and the new ocean horn 2 looks so good that the idea that i can play with a controller just makes the game seem so tantalizing i cannot explain how good that game looks so and i the original game was fantastic and it had all the limitations of you know older ios limitations such as you can only have them so big the games you, you know you can't be making games that are gigs of s- space needed on your iPads because at the time the iPad and the iPhone were 8 and 16 gigs in terms of space storage space yeah um, that'd be overkill if you had something that was a large exactly and that's not as much of a concern now and the idea that you can put a controller on your device to play is just going to knock it out of the park so yeah there are definitely games that playing with a controller definitely entices me and makes it more palatable Mm -hmm. especially in the idea that it's actually a console then you know right so yes 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 apple's got has their own gaming console now it's like they're converting the tv to be multifaceted besides just you know your your streaming app or ultimate streaming uh device TV. Yes, yes, and and it's interesting and exciting because Apple has had a very long history of being very meh about games and very yeah. like, great, it's cool that you think that you want to play games on our stuff, but we're not really going to do anything to help you do that. Yeah, and this is the first time they're actually doing something to help you do that. So yeah, it's exciting. I I think though, obviously, it's motivated by the idea that games are the number one thing that are are sold on the app store and games will always be, they'll always have a place for new developers and new ideas. I feel like you can kind of go through the different categories of apps and many of them have had many of the great ideas they're going to for the next five to 10 years. You know, like I feel like there's not going to be a huge amount of iteration in the to-do apps or a huge amount of innovation in the, you know, mail apps, but games will always be new and interesting and can always be new and interesting and give developers, small studio developers potential to make money. And so I feel like they're finally recognizing that and they're like, Hey, what if we helped them? (laughs) So that's funny to me. And it's because Apple, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, this is digging deep because I I'm not a 
hardcore Apple fan in the sense that I wasn't before 2014, I think. 20, yeah, 2014, I became an Apple fan where I wasn't just using an iPhone. I actually started uh, buying into everything, buying into the ecosystem. Uh, but what was the Apple gaming console or system that they had? Didn't they make one a long time ago? And it uh, obviously flopped. I'm, I'm trying to pick your brain because I don't know if you remember the name. Yeah, well, that was console. even before I was an Apple fan or knew okay. much about them. And I forgot the name of that one. What's the name of it? <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't looking for Apple it. Apple Game console Hmm. Console-y. Yeah, I had to say it that way. Interesting. Uh, the Pippin? No. Ooh, maybe that's... That it was something maybe. else. I feel like... I it, don't know. Yeah, it was the Pippin. That's not what I thought it was going to be called. 1997, it was discontinued. Lifespan, 1996 to 1997. Nice. Awesome. Classic. <laughs> well, that was probably the last time there was anything specific because, uh, like you said earlier, there's there's nothing that Apple does that... They're like, hey, we should probably include, or we should uh, our our products are, you can use them for you know video gaming. Like you could use your these products to play video games as a sell point. They don't do that. I don't think they've ever done that. And even when I was buying my iMac, while I was looking for the better graphics card, I was also saying, okay, am I going to get a speed bump on my processor if I go for this route? And that's how I looked at it. Uh, and in the end, I was able to get a better graphics card included it with my iMac that allows me to you know occasionally play some of the game it's not ultra high but it's a 5k screen so we're already pushing the graphics card farther than it needs to so um i just wanted to point out that for anybody who's listening and is like oh i want to get an uh, iMac to go play world of warcraft like please don't do that just <laughs> save your money and or buy a, a PC, like a build a PC for cheap, man. It's not that much. Anyways, yeah, that was my two cents for I the agree. rest of For today. the most part. I mean, if you have what? no other option and you just, your whole family has iMacs all the way down, then just play yeah. on the iMac. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that, that's that like you a matter of... spend money and you could still play. I mean, World of Warcraft isn't really that taxing anymore. It used to be really taxing and now it's just kind yeah. of mediocrely. Mediocrely? taxing wow Is that a word? nice yeah oh my no mediocre it's that's a mediocre it's right in the middle taxing. for taxing <laughs> there you go it's all and right. it's um, pretty it's okay. butchered and ruined uh it's fine. yeah so hmm. uh buy a cool pc for cheap yeah you can get one for like 500 dollars, and the prices for the components are going down yeah so, i mean there's and, always the waves of different pricing that goes on where you know it go it'll go back up and then it'll come back down sometimes it'll go back up and it's cheaper just to buy a fully built pc from a manufacturer and sometimes like now it's cheaper to buy all the parts separate and then put it together yourself yes um so yeah who knows it's been for a while yeah we haven't ever really talked about that have we ever talked about how like just building pcs in general like, uh, when was your first PC that you built? You know what? Let's talk about that. Okay, we let's. Have a few minutes. Let's do that. All what right. was your first piece? What was the first one you built? Like, when did that happen? Um, I need to think back and. So I put you on the spot and now you have to pull I, up You kind of did, but I need book. to like, like strum the strings of my memory in order to like warm it up. Um, 
Do you want me to start and then you Yeah, sure. Think? Why don't you start? Go ahead. Um, pretend okay. like I asked you the question, and then you can answer. Oh, hey, Justin, what kind of, when was the first time you built no, a No, I PC? said pretend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was playing. I was acting out. Uh, oh, gosh. So my first custom PC was lime green. It was a lime green case. Uh, my uncle uh, was into building PCs, and he got me to, I think, for shoot. Let me think through this. Uh, it was middle school, so I would have had to been, what, like 10, 11, 12-ish? That sounds about right. Uh, and it was, God, do you remember the AGP graphics cards? Was it AGP? Yep. Yep. Yes. So it had the lime green, my board had a lime green slot to put the AGP, BFG, VGA <laughs> slash whatever the heck it was called, graphics card. I couldn't even tell you what number it was at that time. And I was so thrilled to finally play Call of Duty 2 on this mediocre gaming console uh, that had, I don't remember, like it was like two gigs of RAM maybe, uh, not even. It was like a joke. But I loved that game or that uh, tower so much. It had uh, a, the side tower. Or sorry, the side panel was the uh, see-through, or like you can see into the case, and it had a, a black light bulb going on the side. So everything inside was actually coated in a uh, plastic, like a translucent plastic that, when you turned that black light on, it glowed. So you you can imagine this thing being pretty extravagant for a middle kid in middle school, but it was the coolest thing ever, and I didn't physically put anything together. My uh, uncle did, but it's what started my love for building PCs, uh, and that played mainly. <laughs> this is gonna sound terrible. Roller Coaster Tycoon and Call of Duty Two, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I think I started playing World of Warcraft on that. So nice. That was. It was a lot of fun. I can't. I don't even know what the price for that was. Can you think of the year? I'm sorry for asking this. I know already, but can you think of the year? Hmm. So it'd been like 2004, five, and six. (laughs) It was a long time ago. God darn it! (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! All right. Well, um, I'm thinking through my history of PCs. Um. So I didn't actually custom build one until I feel like it was 99 or 2000. Oh my gosh. And what, that, what did you, how do you custom build a computer in that 99, 2000? They were just all ugly white cases. Yes. Well, you bring up all your fancy dancy black like garbage and your RGB <laughs> crap. And I'm like shaking my head. Did you hear me shaking my head? I bet you heard yeah, me shaking I, my I head. I heard the judging coming through oh the my mic. Gosh. Um, yes, this was before, you know, you needed to put lights in your computer to feel cool for building your own computer. And, yeah, I had a uh, full-size ATX case. Like, it was, like, one of the big, big towers. Uh, yeah. Just because that was what was cheapest. I think I actually got a yellow tag. They're called yellow tags at Micro Center. Where like somebody returns it and then they put it back on sale for cheaper. So I bought hmm. this case and a gentleman by the name of Hans helped Hans. me put it together. We were friends at the time, still are. And I was like, I was like what? <laughs> and um, I bought all the components. I remember I think I spent three or four hundred dollars for everything. So it was not that high end of a PC. Uh, 
And I, I worked really hard to make sure it was not a GP and that it was an Intel processor. And so I spent a little extra cash and bought an Intel, although it still wasn't the greatest Intel. It was like a garbage Intel processor. It was just a regular Pentium. Pentium 4. Um, and I think it was a Pentium 2. Or maybe it was a Pentium 3. I'll have to look at the... I'll have to look at how all that falls into that time frame. But so I built this computer, and I was so excited because it was um, a PCI Express card. Um, and it wasn't AGP. And was, wait, I th- wasn't PCI after AGP and then PCI Express? You're right. Or, it was a PCI right? card. It was straight up PCI. Gotcha. You're absolutely correct. Thank you for that. And so I was very excited to have it. And um, after putting it together... Later, I played World of Warcraft, but yeah. I remember playing a lot of different things on that computer. I mean, StarCraft. I played Age of Empires. Oh, yeah. Um, all kinds Man, of conquer. stuff. My first set of games, though, were definitely um, like uh, Rainbow Six and Rainbow Six Rogue Spear, which was the second one. And then that game PC basically became my Counter-Strike box. <laughs> That's pretty much all I used that computer for nice. was Counter-Strike, 100% for a long, long time. So that and Day of Defeat, those are the two games that I played on that like crazy. So that was, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Those games are fun. And at one point for me, I, I played Counter-Strike Source. That was what I really played. Oh, God, I didn't play. Killing me. You're killing me. Yeah, no, yeah. I played the original Counter-Strike and uh, 1.6 as well. <laughs> Before Source, <clears throat> so well, yeah. Source was fun, more fun, obviously, and much better, obviously. No, no, and no. Like I played Counter Strike when we were Leet, for reals, not like the what pretend. Is, what is Leet? Not like the L three three T. Oh yeah, was... the L three three T. Oh boy. Yep. I'm totally trolling you, but I can't give you too much crap because crap, I was doing the same thing. But <laughs> for me, that tower could only do so much. So I remember upgrading the graphics card later on, and that helped a little bit. But it couldn't power my my power supply. Couldn't power the graphics card because it was like some old power supply, and obviously it wasn't meant to be uh, getting too crazy. So the next build i had was my first build myself and it was a decent one but i went amd because mm-hmm. i was on a budget and but that was well i i was about to say something and that's not true so you built pcs when amd was actually marginally decent yes at its first wave of marginally decent yeah and when i built pcs like amd i'm sorry yeah amd no are we talking about AMD? Yes, AMD. yes. okay. Yes. I'm thinking of the right thing. Oh my gosh. There's only really two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh AMD was like not it was a really bad idea. <laughs> Some yes. people swore by them, but other people were like, Well, yeah, I mean I bought it and then I just couldn't get the board to accept it and like, you know, the the um firmware wouldn't work correctly and then it just kept blue screening and having all these problems and it's like I don't even want to deal with that. Thank you very much. I'll just build a regular Intel PC. Um, Actually, I think I started with an Intel Core 2 Duo. Oh, my God. And then (laughs) Intel Core 2 Quad. Intel Quad. Shoot. What was it? Intel Core 2 Duo. Yeah, the Intel Core 2 Duo. And then I got the Quad. 
And then I went for whatever reason to an AMD process. That doesn't that maybe that is right. I I can't remember it which which stage I was at. I get that flipped around. Um but I ended up with the AMD like the 8350 which is a 6 core, 8 core processor. Yes, it was 8 cores. But it was like 2 2.0 it was like only a 2 gigahertz uh 8 core processor which at the time it came out didn't really mean much for video games because there weren't games utilizing more than one core or two even two cores at the time so it was kind of stupid and overkill and i didn't realize it at the time but i saw eight cores more cores faster gameplay it's incredible to think of the span between us be meaning such a big difference between the generations of PCs. I mean, hmm. you're talking... Oh, it was 4 gigahertz, sorry. You're talking cores. Like, that was not even a thing, like, for building PCs when I was building them. It was, you know, the Pentium 3, Pentium 4. It was still all about how fast you could get that single processor to go. And there hmm. were no cores involved. <laughs> and I remember the... I didn't... The first gaming computer I had, I'm putting gaming in quotes wasn't really a gaming pc it was the family we bought the family bought a dell like tower and it was a beige tower and oh boy i remember saving up and buying a geforce 2 from somebody and i got it for like 250 bucks and i was so excited and i jammed that geforce 2 into this old dell tower and um it laughed at you ma- yeah managed to play counter i'm not not counter strike counter strike later a little bit but mostly that was where i was playing diablo one and rogue spear and command and conquer red alert and command and conquer like that that was the that's what it what i used that computer for mostly and nice. of course you didn't always have access to it uh it was the family computer and i didn't have a job or anything or enough money to buy my own computer and then on top of that I was using AOL <laughs> to connect. So, oh, God. Yeah, that was uh, a long time ago. Talk about a, uh, what was it? You, your, you, that was the worst part of the system. That was your, your uh, gosh, what's that word? I'm really struggling with the <laughs> phrases today. <laughs> Where It's like the, the it's tying you down. It's the, oh, it's the, the bottleneck? Worst. Bottleneck, yeah. thank you. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. AOL was, uh, was garbage. Always was, always will be. But, you know, at the time, you know, it was, it was relatively cheap and on par yeah. for the most part. Um, How many cases did you own? Kate For like, PC cases? Yeah. So Did you have a problem like I did where I, like, went through way too many? Nope, because I wasn't cool enough, um, and it was not <clears> as much mainstream as it was when you did it. So, like, I built, bought that giant tall case, and by the time I went to build my next computer the you know we just talked about it the market had swung back around and it was way 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 cheaper to buy a pre-built pc and then just Mm -hmm. mod it and so i bought a dell tower and jammed a whole bunch of parts in there um myself and that was the computer that got me through battlefield 2 and tons and tons of wow and um Man, what else? I watched a ton of anime, thank you, Hans, on that computer. And that was also the computer that it was before I knew enough about data 
and hard drives um, to know what was happening. And my hard drive, or rather, Windows had released a new service pack, service pack one, <laughs> for XP. And it came out and it made this particular model of Dell PC just blue screen constantly. And so hmm. I'm like, my computer's just toast. Because, again, I've said his name like five times on this podcast, but Hans came over and he uh, updated my PC without asking. And then it just blue screened from then on because Service Pack 1 was not working with the Dells, nice. this particular model. And Jerk. Yeah, it was great because um, I had one hard drive. I wasn't backing anything up because nobody knew to back up at the time. <laughs> And who, who uh, backs up even now? Yeah, uh, that's what the cloud's for. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, sure, sure. And um, <laughs> back up your stuff, people. And yes, please. So he came over. He's like, "Oh, you haven't updated." Updated. I'm like, "No, I've heard nothing but problems with Service Pack One." Wow. And then it reboots and it blue screens, and I'm like, "Oh God." And you know, this is when I didn't know enough, so I called Dell and I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're having a problem with that. You're gonna have to reimage the machine." And I was like, "No, that's 250 gigabytes of anime on that drive." <laughs> And I couldn't do it. So that computer sat around doing nothing for a good six months. And I just Sad let day. it sit. I was so frustrated, so upset, and just played with my iBook. Um, and then another friend came over, and he's like, what are you doing with this? Why haven't you done anything with this? And I said, I'm just so upset, and there's stuff on there. But, I mean, at this point, I'm not getting to it anyway, so whatever. He's like, I'm just going to fix it for you. And he, like, wiped my machine and reinstalled everything. And we played Battlefield 2. good friends are for. Yeah. I, I had uh, terrible but also great friends that would swap parts out for me and be like, oh, well, we'll help you out and we'll give you like the part I just upgraded. Well, here's my, our, this part for free. And I'd be like, oh, sweet. And that's how I'm very luckily I was able to upgrade my CPUs very quickly because they would upgrade theirs and I would still get a decent um, graphics card or a decent uh, processor or a good chunk of RAM out through them, which saved me a lot of money because at one point, and I'll kind of wrap this up soon. At one point, it was really expensive for hard drives, and this is yeah. before solid states, because there were, um, if I recall remember, uh, correctly, it was a issue with not only supply and demand, but two, there was a lot of flooding going on, and where the manufacturers of the hard drives were located, and so there was several issues behind that. Just, I feel I like mean, this just happened. I mean, it wasn't. I realized it wasn't in the last, like, you know, two years, it's been like but twelve years. Oh God, it feels like it was, it, that just happened. <laughs> no, it was 20, it was like 2010 when that started to happen and it would be a ter, one terabyte of a spinning disc would be like a hundred dollars, $120. I spent a lot of money on that 250 gigabyte drive that I had all that anime on a lot of money. <laughs> so it's just, crazy to hear, you know, about the one terabyte drive being your, uh, your main I didn't get a terabyte drive in my gaming PC until this most recent build I have here. That's crazy. So, yeah. I have too many terabytes at one point. And the drive is dying on this computer, so I'm going to... You hear me, computer? Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you. I'm going to have to put a new drive in this thing, and I'm, I'm eyeing that like uh, really cheap... Bucks. No, I'm eyeing the really cheap uh, terabyte flash drive. It actually went on sale again for 130 bucks. The flash drive? Yeah, the... You mean the... M, M, yours doesn't the have Samsung the Evo. 
Yeah. Oh, that's not a flash drive. That's a solid state drive. Solid state. It's flash memory, sir. So it's Whatever. it's a flash drive. It's, it's not okay. Yes, the 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 relatively cheap nowadays, uh, which is awesome because back in the day I spent a hundred dollars for a sixty gigabyte yeah. SSD. <laughs> yeah. So um, and that was the coolest thing since sliced bread because your boot time would be it'd be a snap uh, on Windows Vista. Hey 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 hey. Uh, no one played Windows, any games on Windows. No, Vista. nobody should have had Vista at all. No, I had Windows 7. Um, but yeah, or, and then I think the most recent build that I had, and like I said, this is my last, I'm going to stop talking about building PCs because I can go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I went back to the Intel train and got the Skylake, it was, it was a 6700K. I think it was. It like had six gigs of RAM, sixteen gigs of RAM. It was like a fully decked out PC with a decent graphics card, which <clears throat> Josh has now. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm not gonna get into why I sold it because I'm an idiot. But that was a powerful PC, and boy, did that play games so well. And it was like butter sometimes. And I went just recently to. And at that time, I sold it. The prices for uh, parts were up again because of cryptocurrency and mining. Uh, so graphics cards were like ridiculously expensive. Yep. Uh, I mean, double the price, which was insane. I mean, <laughs> I still can't get over some of the prices that we were seeing for something that would normally be like a good two hundred, three hundred dollar graphics card became eight hundred, nine hundred even in the thousand ranges and it just like how could you justify buying one of those things knowing that the performance price to performance was absolutely garbage so ugh, i just can't believe that i feel bad for anybody that did that i, I want to go back a step and actually answer your question um what so if you're counting the pc i the pcs i've built that oh, yeah. you buy the them question. yeah you buy them pre-built and then mod them uh, I had, let's see, one, two, three, four, four cases. I've had four cases over hmm. the years. And the one that I kept for a long time, the full-size tower case, which I got really That's cheap at Micro Center, was fantastic. And I kept that for, oh, five cases because there was another small little uh, PC that wasn't a gaming PC but was a, a custom-built PC that I had. Um, so, yes. I did. And, I, you know, you bring up the money aspect of the whole sitch. I I was always behind the times on all of my stuff because um, even during high school, I didn't really have a uh, like a lot of money from, you know, working. And then yeah. right after high school, I ended up having to move out on my own. And, you know, there was, just wasn't a lot of money <laughs> to go into something like that. Had, so I kept PCs for, for much, much longer than they probably should have been. And I, I scrounged to buy parts for it and usually, you know, bought like last year's uh, uh, video card or maybe even the year before and just played games on like lower end graphics or medium graphics at most. Um, I remember scaling Counter-Strike down to like 800 by 600 at one point just to make sure I kept my frame rate up high enough. And uh, a lot of people scoffing at me for it, but I don't care. <sighs> I got to play, and I loved it. So, yeah. <sighs> Good memories. I mean, nowadays you can build 
a pretty good console killer, we'll call it, for like $300, uh, sorry, well, sorry, $400, $450, which is pretty good. Um, you're not going to get like top-of-the-line hardware, but you're going to get some hardware that's already going to beat some of the uh, consoles like Xbox and PlayStation, even the Pros, uh, Pro versions of them, pretty pretty by a pretty large margin so uh it's a good time to buy it's like housing the housing market and the interest rates it's, there's always a good time to buy and always a good time to sell or not be in it so um if you get a chance i i strongly suggest people try and go into building their pc just because the experience for me was fun i i have that itch always to just like build someone a pc even if it's not mine just the the joy that you get out of putting something together and it works yeah, it's at, fun. At the end. I love it. It's definitely I something. also love you build this thing and you put a graphics card in it and then you can you you play a, a console game that's like shared across multiple platforms on your PC and you just jack the graphics up and you're like, Oh yeah, look at that. It's gorgeous. Like, like there's graphics. extra shadows and like crazy reflections and just things happening on your screen that don't happen on the console version because they don't do it that way. They yeah. optimize for the console, which is great. And sometimes you get better frame rates that way, but it's so fun to just jack the thing up and like watch it run and be awesome. So <laughs> I get a lot of joy out of that. Yeah. You can almost see the nose hairs coming out of the characters at that point. That's right. Those pores. You got to look at those pores. Got to look at the pores. You know? It's all about the pores. What color are those irises? <laughs> how many how many edges are on those blades how many freckles are on that okay cheek? all right anyways yeah. <laughs> i think this is a good time to stop <laughs> uh i want to add one thing i know we're running a little long but i want to add one thing um, Go ahead. i have a couple of little things here i thought we could start adding this at the end of our podcast uh, uh-huh. i pretty much every day get updates on sales that come through oh Um, you know me buying games cheap and always buying them on sale i pretty much never buy games uh full price which i refuse so um, i want to bring up some of the really neat ones that have come through um starting with grand theft auto yeah five grand theft auto five so you had sent it to me as well for the playstation 4 and xbox one it's 14 bucks right now and actually i didn't click through to see where they were actually selling it so i'm doing that now it's at walmart for 13.99 which is good yeah and it's really really good and it just recently came down to 30 and now here we are at 14 um, yeah, you have to snag it if you don't have it. This is ridiculous. This is in striking don't. range for me now because I was really looking for sub fifteen dollars on this game. Yeah. Um. So, I'm eyeing it for sure. However, I also got an email that um, it's actually fourteen ninety nine as well for the PC version. So oh, PC version is way better. Yeah, that extra dollar. Yeah, spend that extra dollar. And uh, go to uh, CheapShark.com, and they have it listed there for the places that are selling it for fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. And you're good to go. So get the PC version if you can. Otherwise, go buy the console version. Yes. Uh, I, I own both console and uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto, and I, got, I bought Grand Theft Auto for the PC because it was one of those deals. And I... I 
definitely converted over to the PC version because it was so much better. It just, it was fluid and, uh, I mean, it just felt like a game you can play online, which is the best part about that game. Yeah. Uh, far, it was just far more enticing on that. What are their deals? Um, so some of these I will have when they, the date comes up that they're done, but some of these I Mm -hmm. don't like the grand theft auto deal. I don't know when that's going to end. So, yeah, but uh, another one I don't know when it's going to end is the Handsome Jack collection for Borderlands, and that's six dollars and two cents right now. Ooh, that's cheap. At Steam, so if you can go grab it, um, do so. I think it's going to end on the tenth, so that's by the time you hear this, it'll be a couple days still going. Um, go grab it, um, and then the next couple, and uh, I'll. I'll list them off real quick, and then we can be done. Um, there's, like, a whole slew of Splinter Cell games, slew being three, um, that are for sale on Steam for, like, $3. Uh, the first two are $3 right now, and that goes nice. to the 10th. And then Blacklist is $10.19, so definitely check those out. And lastly, Bioshock Infinite is seven forty nine until the 10th. So that's a really good price for that game. Yeah. Uh, I have one, too. Diablo 3, apparently, on ggcodes.com. Have you ever bought anything from there? I have, yes, actually. Uh, the Battle Chest is $18.19. Oh, yes. See, and I had texted you earlier saying your name because <laughs> I thought I had saw it on Blizzard for 20 bucks, but in reality, that was it was just telling me that I could upgrade to get yes. all the extra stuff for 20 bucks. So, so I'm going to talk to... Uh, talk to the boss and see if we can it's a good price yeah sneak in there because it's like that's a good price i'm not going to get the uh, rise of the necromancer with that it's just the two uh the the main game and then the other expansion but i also don't want to spend money that on a game that i might not end up wanting to play later on and 18 dollars and 19 cents that's pretty good yeah yeah it's well 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 worth that again i've bought it twice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so well worth it um and i still don't own the necromancer i can't bring myself to spend 15 dollars for just one character maybe someday yeah. i will because i loved the necromancer in diablo 2 but still i don't own it um i do own the expansion so if you do buy that we can play quite a bit of that game oh yeah i love it uh actually there's two more i want to list one is called inside which I don't oh, know yes. if you um, have played. I still didn't buy that. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, for those who have played Limbo, it's a better Limbo-type game, more storytelling, greater-looking game, more fun. It's $7 right now on Steam until the 5th, which actually, by the time this goes up, it will not be $7 anymore, so don't listen to that. And then uh, the last one that goes to the 10th is $2 for Hard West, which is a tactical turn-based strategy game, kind of like in the vein of XCOM, but it's Wild West with like zombies and magic. Um, and you move your character around the screen like chess, and you can fire around cover and stuff. It's $2. So, I mean, it's $2. It's 90, 90% off, for goodness sake. So that's the last one I'll bring up. Uh, but I figure we could do that every week because I get them yeah. daily, and I usually keep the ones... Um, in my email that I think are worth it in case somebody brings them up or in case I feel like, you know, doing an impulse buy. Uh, yeah. so I, I get a lot of emails for that kind of stuff. 
I'm glad you did this because I know we had talked about it before. And my fear, my biggest fear, was just giving deals to people that might, may or may not be expired by the time they hear it. Yes. But at this point, it, I mean, some of these deals last a while. Uh, I've seen some even last into the three weeks mark. Same. So, I I definitely think if you haven't seen these uh, websites before like slick deals is really the best place to go thanks to josh i'm addicted to this place now (laughs) it doesn't just have video games it has a plethora of uh other uh categories we are no way sponsored by slick deals i just say (laughs) that you should definitely go there try it out um create some alerts although i will warn you if you create too many it's gonna be dangerous yes 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 it does get very dangerous I uh, I lied. I have one more that I'm checking, and the reason Shoot. I'm going to bring it up is because it is what it is, and that is Devil May Cry 5. Oh, God. And it's 50% off on Green Man Gaming. I have bought quite a few games on Green Man Gaming, even though they seem kind of shady in some, t- in some ways, but uh, I've never had a problem with them. So it's going on. I'm trying to see if it will continue to go... I've been trying to only bring up the ones that I know will go keep going until we put the episode up, but I don't know for yeah. sure. Either way, the standard version of this game for the PC, basically on Steam, on Green Man Gaming is 30 bucks. So that's a really good price for Devil May Cry 5. Interesting. One of these days we'll have to talk about that game because I've never played it. I have only played Devil May Cry 1 and 2, and then I kind of lost the thread and haven't played since, but I hear amazing things about Devil May Cry 5. So if you get a chance to spend $30 on it, please do so, because it's supposed to be very, very good. Nice. Cool. Cool. That's it. That's all I got. All right. All right, cool. Bye, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I, I didn't mean... All right, bye. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.